Good evening. I'm Rob. And I'm Nate. And welcome back to Rob and Nate Record a Podcast. This is week one of our annual horror movies theme month for Halloween, taking place in the month of October. And as become tradition, tradition... Our oldest tradition on the podcast. Well, since our original episode was the original Halloween, because we had the opportunity to see it in theaters, we have continued with the Halloween movie every year. This year, we are now watching... The 1988 Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers. Yes, so we had Halloween. Supposed to be a standalone thing, did so well. Mike Myers was such an iconic character that demand indicated we ought to make an immediate sequel, which they did in Halloween 2. And then decision was made, let's do what Carpenter had originally intended to do if this was going to be a franchise, which is do little anthology things on related stories. So they did Halloween 3. Which was uh, awful. Which was didn't do particularly well or as well as they hoped so they decided to return to that marketable property which is Mr. Myers with Halloween for the return of Mike Myers and never again would this franchise revert to anthology format well and they even try to again do away with Michael Myers in this movie yeah they do they 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 have an idea for something slightly different something kind of uh, there's always been a a supernatural element, not so much in the first one, a little bit in the first one, but it had been increasing with each one because yeah. it was just more and more ridiculous the way Mike Myers kept surviving. They're like, oh, we got a transitional idea, which I'm pretty sure falls flat in the uh, subsequent films. This movie, I think the only recurring character in this one is Donald Pleasance playing Dr. Sam Loomis. Is, is there any other characters I'm missing? There's references to other characters. Yeah, there's references. We see some pictures of Jimmy Lee Curtis. There's also reference to the old sheriff. Yeah. You haven't asked me what I thought of this film, or what do you, what do you think of this film? What are first impressions? It was not great. Also, there was a couple things I was intrigued by that maybe we will answer in the trivia. Maybe uh-huh. there is no answer to some of this. Because of a, a conversation earlier tonight, I kept track of the kill count as depicted in the film. Okay. Did you follow that uh, at all? No, but I can pull it up pretty pretty quick. I, aren't you going to ask me my first impressions? Because I've been waiting to give them. Have you seen this before tonight? I have not. Okay, so what are your first impressions? This is <laughs> You just created editing work for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it had to be said. This is in the pantheon of the bad movies we've watched in this podcast. This, this is the... What was the one last year? Critters Returned. Yeah. No, it's, it's, oh, it's, yeah. it's... What was that called? It was Critters something. Critters Return. Uh, I think it was Critters Return. Anyways, yeah. But it's that of this. Did you not miss Halloween 3? No. Watching this? No. Halloween 3 is significantly better than this. It is interesting. It has interesting not, ideas. This is all retread. It is not that interesting of an idea. Nor was it so it much... Was, it so was much, something different, which is the opposite of what this is. But it was not so much so better that I would actually rather rewatch that. I would absolutely rather rewatch. I would prefer not to watch either of those two again. Let's deal with the plot very briefly because it's not that important. Some idiot makes the decision to transfer Mike Myers on October the 31st, 10 years on after the 30th. His 30th. On ten, Halloween Eve. Ten years after his original escape, also on Halloween Eve. Of course he gets out. Of course he kills a bunch of people. According to this movie, Laurie Strode is dead. It's never really specified how. 
we know because there's additional Halloween films uh, with Laurie Strode in them that she's not really dead. She's in hiding or something. I'm yes. sure they'll explain that. His transfer was authorized by, by Dr. Hoffman, played by Michael Pataki. Mm-hmm. That was a very Pataki decision. But anyway, he heads back to uh, Haddonfield. Laurie has a daughter named Jamie, who she named after the actress who played her. And Mike Myers goes after to kill her. And I wondered out loud, and we've been doing this podcast since 2019. I don't think I've ever talked through a movie as much as I've talked through this movie. I was almost always talking through it because it was so bad and boring. But I had commented, maybe it's just best to let Michael kill her and end his family line. And then, because that seems to be what he wants. And then maybe he'll leave other people alone. That might have been best. What happens instead, mate? Instead, there's various chaos and there's a bunch of hillbillies that come to uh, help out the police department, which is massacred. And eventually, (laughs) they've lost communications and they've lost power because there's an incident with Mike Myers at a uh, garage-slash-diner where he, he causes a telephone pole to catch on fire he and collapse. the gas pump, which bursts into flames and blows up Dr. Lemus's car, and the flames spread to the telephone pole and burn the, the, the phone lines. Dr. Loomis has to try to walk to Haddonfield. Some teenagers which do... Which is four hours away. Some teenagers do a... Now, this is much closer. This cat... This garage is just a little outside of Haddonfield. Okay. But there's these teenagers that pretend they're going to pick him up, and then they speed off, like in... Octopussy. Yeah. Which I thought was kind of funny. And then this crazy preacher guy picks him up, and that was just random. And it takes was him Reverend town. Jackson P. Sayer, played by Carmen Philby. Who's who's just kind of a random character to be in this movie. And they take he takes Loomis into town and then various stuff happens in Haddonfield and Mike Myers kills an electrical engineer named Bucky, because it says that on his uh, helmet, and uh, throws him into a substation, which causes all the power in Haddonfield to go off, and then he goes into the police station and kills all the cops, except for like three that are not in the station at the time, and this causes the sheriff, who has who's not the sheriff of the first film, because that guy retired, he's the new sheriff, and he knows of Dr. Loomis, and he's smart enough to be like, well, okay, I don't know for certain this is happening, but I'm going to assume Dr. Loomis is correct and that Mike Myers is back, and we're going to take preemptive action to try to save Lori's daughter. And they end up in his house, and uh, more people With the killed. power out, but yet they have power to run the radio in the basement. Yeah. I don't know. This isn't very good. And Michael Myers is magically able to warp because, you know, they're in the school. She's, Rachel sprayed him with the fire extinguisher to get his niece away from him. Runs outside to the truck that has just pulled up outside the school. We don't see no Michael Myers, and the truck leaves the school. Yeah, Michael Myers is somehow attached to the truck to climb up into the bed of the truck while they're driving down the highway. This movie is just so cheap. It's just so cheap and derivative, and, and it is... It's like Sci-Fi Channel made this thing. It's It's... Is really bad. Like, I wasn't expecting it to be good, but I wasn't expecting it to be this bad. Yeah. Like, there's there's really nothing interesting in it. Well, I have one question for you. 
did my, did they kill Michael Myers? Well, no, because he's going to come back in subsequent movies. Well, but were we intended to think that the they killed him? The original intention, which is somewhat creative, is that when Mike Myers is killed by half a dozen people shooting him with shotguns at the end, and Loomis says, he's in hell, it's where he belongs. Well, because they shoot him and he falls into like an abandoned mine shaft type yeah. thing. So they're covering their bases, but one of the ways they went is with the uh, Jamie killing her foster mother with a knife. And she's, of course, with scissors. In, with scissors. And she's, of course, wearing a clown costume for Halloween, which is what Mike Myers was wearing at Halloween 1963, 25 years earlier, when all this started. And so the idea of transitioning it to this Down the girl, familial line. That's, that's kind of interesting. So I take it back. There's, there's at least one interesting thing in this. Yeah. But that's literally like the last two minutes of the film. And it's not greatly done. Yeah, it's not, yeah. Yeah. It's an idea. Yeah. And they saved it for the end. We're going to, I guess we're going to jump ahead a little. This has a IMDb aggregate rating of 5.8 stars and a Metacritic score of 34. How would you rate this film, Nate? We're going we're gonna to really go out of order. Yeah. One star, three stars on the ten star. So you're putting this in like Star Wars Christmas special it's territory. It's really bad. So Mixed Nuts is better than this. Mixed Nuts is better than this in that it is... There's not a million other mixed nuts that it's like ripping itself off from. So I'm redeemed. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, no such redemption for you. I, I'm not going to give this quite as bad of a rating as you did. I'm going to give this 2 out of 10. Halloween 4 has a 33% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is generous. Were we going to talk about the body count? Sure. So on Fandom... It has a list of all the uh, the deaths in the various Halloween films, and so death number one is the attendant uh, the listed as station. Jay Black. No, this is in the ambulance. Oh yeah, transferring, yeah. You're right. and he is killed by thumb driven into the forehead. Yeah, which is a new form of murder that he uses, I believe, three times or very two thumb deaths and then one full hand death. Yeah, so he's killed. Presumably, the other attendant, L. Evans, is killed uh, with them because the ambulance is found trashed. Like it's well, there cr- would also be the driver. The road. Yep, and that's uh, the unknown paramedics because there was five people in the car, including Myers. So there's two unknown paramedics that also died. You then have the mechanic who was impaled with a metal rod. You then have, I guess, Shelley, who is the lady at the diner. Yes. They, we see her body. We got Bucky, the electrical technician thrown on a transformer and electrocuted. Deputy Pierce, Deputy Pierce is ripped apart in the house. And uh, no, he's Deputy Pierce I think is at the police station. So he's killed. Yes. As is two other police officers ripped apart. Ted Hollister is shot repeatedly with four shotguns. I'm trying to remember who's Ted Hollister. Tim is the the guy that the mob kills. Oh, yeah, the poor innocent guy that the mob kills. And that never comes back in the, in the film. Yeah. They're going out there looking for Mike Myers. They kill Ted by accident, apparently, to get away with it. Deputy Logan is mangled. That's number 10. Kelly Meeker, who's the girl, who's the sheriff's daughter. daughter. Sheriff is apparently a single father because we never hear anything about the mother. And she is going after Brady, who is the girl 
that is the guy that, that Rachel. Uh, Rachel likes. So, but she's our surrogate, loose moral, loose moral character. She is yeah. impaled through the chest with a shotgun pinned to a wall. Then Brady, the jock, he is thumb pushed in the face and neck snapped. Oren Getaway is stabbed in the back. Alan Getaway stabbed in stomach through back. Entrails slashed. Unger is thrown off the moving pickup truck. And then Earl Ford neck ripped open. That's a total of 16 deaths. Which I believe, actually, of the Mike Myers films up to this point, that is the most. Because he kills seven, or I guess there's seven deaths in the first one, and I believe that includes a dog and then there's 10 in this one. And there's actually, this list did not include the dog. There was a dog killed in this yes. one as well. But, but Halloween those, 3 technically had more deaths in it. But, but of those 16, only 12 are actually depicted including the dog. Oh, interesting. Because the other three people in the ambulance, they don't show. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So Jamie in this movie, played by Danielle Harris, mm-hmm. apparently sold the clown costume to a fan. Oh, I'm jumping into trivia from IMDb. Just so Danielle Harris wouldn't be scared, George P. Wilbur, who plays Michael Myers in this film, would often lift up his mask between takes to remind her that they were just making a movie and that he was not really going to hurt her. A scene was filmed to bridge the story with Halloween 2 from 1981. It was a flashback to the final part of Part 2, with a scene where Loomis is being tended to by paramedics when he sees the burning body of the shape, Loomis exclaims to the EMS technicians to let him burn, but they douse the flaming body of Myers despite his pleas. This moment was added to Halloween Kills in 2021, with Laurie, played by Jamie Lee Curtis, saying the line after she sets her house on fire, with Michael trapped at the end of Halloween from 2018. The girl, Lindsay, who drives Rachel and Jamie to the discount mart... Yeah was going to be revealed as Lindsay Wallace from Halloween 1978 and have a larger part in the film as Rachel's friend and helping babysit Jamie, but that was cut for budget reasons. She had an interesting, very 80s, kind of vaguely punk look. I mean, she was... It seemed like there was more there, so that's interesting to learn that there was. The third boy hanging out with Brady and Wade in the drugstore was meant to be Tommy Doyle from the original film. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm starting to make these connections in a while. Series creator John Carpenter wrote a treatment for this film that had a more ghostly psychological approach to the Michael Myers mythos. It concerned the town of Haddonfield and what effect the effect the events of the first two films had on its citizens. This concept was later rejected by the producers in favor of the typical slasher fare, at which point Carpenter left out of the film, making this the first in the series to not to have no participation from Carpenter. Hmm. You can kind of feel it. Alan B. McElroy wrote the script in 11 days and beat the writer's strike by mere hours. Wow. That might be part of why this is not great. During production of The Rooftop Chase, Ellie Cornell, who plays Rachel, was injured by a protruding nail as she slid down the roof. After a quick trip to the local hospital, she finished the scene with her bandages in place. According to Danielle Harris, it didn't even face her. The Vincent Drug Store that Jamie goes to buy a costume from is seen five years later in The Sandlot, 1993, when Smalls is on his way to The Sandlot for the first time. Yeah, I know that place. Yep. That same drugstore set was also used in Stephen King's The Stand in 1994. Indeed. And is a couple miles from where we are now. 
Yes, I was going to get to that in a minute. All right, that's all that's worth referencing there. As you just alluded to, filming locations. Most of this movie was filmed in Utah. Interesting. One location, the gas station scene, okay, was filmed in Rush Valley at Penny's gas station. Mm-hmm. The scene where Rachel searches for Jamie and sees Michael Myers climbing the fence is at 234 Canyonside Road in Salt Lake City, Utah. The Haddonfield Police Department is the Midvale City Center, the old police station there on Center Street in Midvale. Earl's Bar was a called the Ore House Saloon out on Old Bingham Highway. Ah. It would have had that name, O-R-E, uh, Ore House, because that's out near Kennecott. Okay. So a reference to the Ore. Haddonfield Elementary is an elementary school that's in downtown Salt Lake. Now, one thought I had when they were running through this elementary school that looks like it was probably built in the 30s or 40s is that Haddonfield Elementary School in the subsequent decades from the events in this film was torn down and another school was built in what had been the uh, the green area. I believe that school is still there. It's 13th East and 7th South. Okay. So hmm. The Ridgemont Federal Sanatorium is located at 400 East Capitol Park Avenue, so up near the Capitol. Vincent Drug is on 7696 South Main Street in Midvale. That's previously mentioned. Um, which is literally about two and a half miles from where we're sitting right now. And we drove very near to it tonight. I cut down that street all the time just because it's visually interesting. Yeah. The Carruthers house is a house up the house, the sheriff's house. Mm-hmm. is a house up in the avenues. Okay. The power station scene was also filmed less than two miles from here over in Midvale. Oh, okay. They should, like, rename it the, uh, the Bucky Memorial Power Station. <laughs> the bus depot was the Ogden Airport. Okay. The opening montage, the farm with the skeleton, was filmed in Brigham City, as well as some parts of that were filmed in Honeyville. The ambulance driving in the rain was filmed in Salt Lake City. The trick-or-treating scenes were filmed on Canyon Road in Salt Lake City. Yeah, and there were several additional scenes filmed up in the avenues. Yeah, this this whole film was filmed. Looks like it was filmed here in Utah. Yeah, interesting. So, any other thoughts on this movie, Nate? Uh, we probably fun. already talked about this it's longer really than you thought. It's really bad. Yeah. Yeah. This is this is a bad movie. This had an estimated budget of five million dollars. Any ideas how it did? Decent. It had an opening weekend of six point eight million, um, and a domestic gross of seventeen point seven million. But I'm not seeing accurate figures for its worldwide gross. I think that I don't think that's significantly better than Halloween three. Yeah, uh, in fact, relatively speaking, Halloween three was uh, made more money. It only cost two point five million to make, and made fourteen point four million. The fact that this movie cost five million dollars in nineteen eighty eight doesn't almost doesn't seem possible because there's not much to it. They did. There was quite a, diff- a few number of locations here in Salt Lake. Yeah. So there's going to be some money spent there, Loomis. It just or it Pleasance. seems cheap. It seems like a lot of corners were cut. One deep cut I wanted to make on this one: the guy who plays Earl in the bar uh-huh. and drives the truck and has his throat slit. One of his other interesting credits is he's in the movie Goonies this from 1985. Ross. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, it's an actor as you mentioned played a name Gene Ross, and in Goonies he's Man in Shower Number One. And he plays Warden Clemens in David Lynch's Lost Highway. 
Oh, and... Raymond O'Connor? Yeah. He's in The Rock as Park Ranger Bob. You've also seen him in commercials. He has a brief appearance on an episode of Babylon 5, which I very recently rewatched. So I'm like, hey, that guy. He has a number of TV appearances as well. Yeah, not a great movie. Do you know much about the rest of the Halloween series? Does it actually improve from here? I, I, I don't. I don't know. I just know, you know, I believe that Donald Pleasance is in one more and that J.B. Lee Curtis comes back at some point. Yeah. Well, we have set the bar fairly low for this month. I'm fairly certain I already I know what will be the, the number four yeah. for this month mm-hmm. in the rankings. I didn't we think that, that the, the two leads, the L.A. Cornell and Daniel Harris, they, they did, Danielle Harris, they did pretty well for what they were given. Yeah. Like, they did reasonably well. Kudos for a reasonably good performance in a bad movie. Yeah. Nate, I have a challenge for you because you have an undecided week mm-hmm. for this month. Yeah. Find something worse. <laughs> nah, I don't think so. Okay. I'm Rob. Well, I'm Nate. And this was Rob and Nate Report a Podcast. Good evening. Guten Abend. Those are going to be kind of like dumb and random outtakes if you decide to outtake them. Brain fart. That, that, that was torn down, correct? The old Art Deco thing? Yeah, just recently okay. torn, torn down. Yeah, well, like four or five years ago. Has it been that long? Yeah. The one on the corner by the, the Maverick? Yeah. Yeah. So there's the there was there was the what I that's took to be the police station, and then there was no the police a station smaller was in the building. structure. No, that's the police station was in that building. All right, but there was some big something a couple buildings but, down that was yeah that down. wasn't the, where this was filmed. Okay. This was filmed at the on okay. the corner there. But that the is still there. Yeah. You got some sort of outtake advertisement. Uh, you got any form of outtake that pennies will garage. make it past the edit? Because I assume you'll. Brought to you by the Utah Film Commission. I assume you'll curse in any outtake. The Utah Film Commission, I don't think, existed back then. Mm.